Welcome to Educational Podcasting Today, the show that not only celebrates educational podcasters, but helps you learn how to create one yourself. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Welcome to Episode 4. Educational Podcasting Today is a weekly episode that celebrates podcasters and podcasting. My mission is to help you learn how to create podcasts for yourself and with your classroom, and to do so using WordPress. Follow our show on Twitter at Podcasting Today, and check out all of our show notes and podcasting tips and tricks on our homepage, educationalpodcasting.today. Today's show is dedicated to school districts around the world who are searching for ways to promote their teachers and students, the districts who are looking to build their brands in their communities. I've received many great emails and tweets over the last few weeks, and so many have asked the question, how can I get my school district to start a podcast? In today's episode, we will look at at a school district who has successfully created not one, but two podcasts to share their story, and we answer the voice message that came in last week from a superintendent who's looking to help his school through podcasting. I am very excited that you have decided to listen to the show today. Our library of audio, video, and written content designed to help you create the perfect podcast for yourself or your classroom is growing by leaps and bounds. I've been able to put out several great articles for you this week, two in particular I want to share with you. The first post is called, Is Your Podcast Listed? on the Two Thumbs Up Media Directory. I'm very excited to have met the boys from Netcast Studios, and we had them on our first episode when we discussed this year's International Podcasting Day. The guys are the brains behind the Two Thumbs Up Media Directory are a great resource for learning about podcasts and podcasting. Many people will go to iTunes looking for brand new shows to listen to. The problem is that iTunes is filled with old and outdated content. Although this content may or may not be good, it can sometimes take hours to find a really good show. I recently signed up TeacherCast with the Two Thumbs Up Media Directory and found several great shows to listen to that I probably would have never found on iTunes. Check out their great site over at twothumbsupmedia.com. The second brand new post is a screencast demonstrating how you can have your podcast hosted on the Libsyn network. Libsyn is a fantastic host for audio files. For only $5 a month, you can host all of your audio files and secure an RSS feed that you can then submit to iTunes. I signed up for Libsyn over the summer last year, and I couldn't be happier. I'm on the $20 a month plan, which gives me advanced statistics and even my own podcasting app that gets pushed out to the Android and app stores. You can check this out by visiting teachercast.net slash app and download your free TeacherCast app today. In this screencast, I walk you through the steps needed to sign up, register a new show, and create your first audio podcast. This show is just the first in a series of screencasts that I will be doing to teach you how to get your podcast from the editing floor onto iTunes and beyond. Check it out today over at educationalpodcasting.today. Now, if you're listening to today's show, you must at least have some interest in starting your own show. There's, of course, several great ways to learn more about our show. All of our shows in this series will be distributed on iTunes, Stitcher, and on your favorite podcasting app as an audio podcast. Additionally, I've decided to release all of our video interviews on YouTube as shorter segments for you to watch from your home or classroom. In addition to this podcast, I also write blog posts on the topics of podcasting and WordPress development to help you craft your show exactly the way you want it, and will also be releasing screencasts and product demonstrations of my favorite podcasting and WordPress 
tips and tricks. So why do this podcast? Well, it's simple. My goals and missions for this show is to feature educational podcasters and educational podcasting. If you're an established podcaster and have a show of your own, please feel free to contact me on Twitter at TeacherCast or on our new account, Podcasting Today, or by leaving a voicemail over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. I would love to have you on the show to feature your podcast and share your personal tips and tricks about podcasting. If you're new to podcasting and have questions about how to get your show set up, I would love to hear from you as well. The best way to contact the show is by emailing us feedback at teachercast.net. Now, I bring this up now in our show because this is exactly what happened this week with one of my listeners. This past week, I received a very nice email from Dr. Greg Goins from Illinois. Greg is one of the co-hosts and moderators of the South Illinois Twitter chat on Thursday nights, and he is a superintendent in his school district, and he's interested in learning how to use podcasting to his advantage to not only to share the great stuff happening with his staff and students, but to create an amazing digital brand for his school district. Let me play the audio that Dr. Greg has sent me. Hi, Jeff. My name is Greg Goins, and I'm a superintendent in the state of Illinois. This is my 13th year as a school district superintendent. I'm very active on social media, and you can find me on Twitter at WFSuper. And I have an interest in starting podcasting. And I watch your show, and I'm a big fan, and I think it would be great for my school district if uh, myself, my principals, and my staff could create more opportunities to communicate with our parents and our community. Uh, the problem that I have is there's simply too much information on the Internet, and uh, it's easy to get lost in all the information about podcasting. So uh, you're the expert, so I was hoping to reach out to you and, and get some information and try to learn as much as I can. You know, really what I'd like to do is create a podcast in which I could talk about uh, education issues and, um, you know, maybe talk to some of my colleagues or experts in the field about best practices and, uh, you know, I have a little bit of experience playing around with GarageBand, but now it's an issue of whether or not I want to look at uh, putting something on iTunes or maybe even looking at SoundCloud. So anything you could do would be much appreciated, and I appreciate all your help. Have a great day. Thank you. want to say thank you to Dr. Goins for checking out the show and for leaving us some feedback over on iTunes. Now, his question is all about can we get our school district onto iTunes and how do we do that? And I talked to Dr. Goins over the phone and we've come up with a couple good strategies. Now, he had mentioned a few things on his um, audio question there about services like SoundCloud, WordPress, how to do all that stuff. And I figured instead of going into detail about how to do that, I think I might as well just bring on one of the experts. I'm going to be playing for you an interview that I did recently with a principal from Vermont, Michael Berry. And he not only has created one successful podcast for his show, but he has created a podcast for his entire district. So, Dr. Goen, sit back, check out this interview, and if you have any questions further, you can certainly write back in. So without further ado, here is our interview with Principal Michael Berry from Vermont. My guest today is Mike Berry, the principal of Richmond Elementary School, and he has an amazing story to tell you about how he got his school and school district up in podcasting. Mike Berry, how are you today? Thank you so much for joining us on the program. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk about this. You know, I love your story. We connected on Twitter, and you have actually successfully started a podcasting program in your elementary school. What is that all about? 
So at the beginning of this year, uh, on kind of a whim, I decided I was going to try podcasting. And actually, the very first episode pretty much says that. I say, I'm just going to try this, and we'll see what happens. And uh, it took off and in a big way. Uh, I started picking a topic or two and, and sharing it out to the community. And really, in a school, there's no shortage of material. Um, you know, just taking out my iPhone and recording a, a preschool student talking about what they learned about in snow or ice or weather and turning that into something magical for parents and families and teachers to share was, was pretty incredible. And it, it's also kind of addictive uh, because you want to share a lot. How, how long were these first shows? Uh, the, the first show, it's funny, I, I took some flack for it. The first show was uh, only two or three minutes, and I mm -hmm. said, you know, I'm just going to give this a try, and I recorded something, and the audio wasn't great, and there weren't smooth transitions or anything like that, but I, I gave it my best. And then the, the next ones after that all kind of went to around about 10 minutes, and in 10 minutes I'm able to cover uh, two pieces. So I might do, um, I did a piece about the Pilgrim unit in second grade, and the second half of that episode was about the SPAC assessments. So I'm able to mix it up a little bit and hit multiple grade levels and groups of parents that might be interested. And take us through the, the history here. Once you got this elementary show started, you then decided to look a little bit bigger and you created the MMMUSD podcast. What's that all about? That's right. So uh, also as an addict of podcasts, I listen to all sorts of great things like Radiolab and and all of those great examples of podcasting. And you can see how powerful a show like that can be. And so uh, our school podcast was great. It was doing really well. And I talked to our assistant superintendent and superintendent and said, hey, what do you think about something a little larger encompassing all the schools in our, in our supervisory union? And uh, they said, sure, give it a shot. So the first episode was about the implementation of math menu approach in our schools. And it was a huge hit. Um, and the purpose of this podcast, as opposed to our school podcast, is to really help flatten our organization and really start to increase innovations in education by sharing those ideas with each other. Mike, when you do these shows, who is your audience? Are you creating this for the parents, for the teachers, for the students so they can hear themselves? What is your goal with these shows? Yeah, so with the, uh, the RESVT podcast, that's really for our school community. That's for our parents and our students, but also to the teachers so that they know that we're appreciating and recognizing their hard work. With the MMMUSD podcast, that's more oriented towards educators. However, uh, within that, it's not bad for the community to hear what we're doing and seeing uh, all the great innovations that we're working on. Uh, I always say you, uh, people can't support what they don't know. So for them to see how the level of professionalism and the level of learning that we're doing by talking about things like math menu, our next episodes are going to be about writer's workshop and the art of conferring with students. That's, that's powerful too. Speaking to Mike Berry here, you can of course find on Twitter at Principal Berry, B-E-R-R-Y. Mike, let me ask you about these first couple episodes. How did you sell this idea to the community that it's even something that they want to listen to? I'm sure many people up there, like everywhere in the country, you know, has this idea of what is a podcast? How do I use it? How do I work it? What was the sell that you used to get it into your community? Yeah, I, I, I went with a soft sell. 
uh, I put it out there and it started pretty small and I shared it on Twitter. Uh, we had established a pretty good social media plan at our school. We have a Twitter account, we have a Facebook page, we have a Google Plus page, all of those things. So I fed it through there and it started to pick up momentum. And then I started to share the specific episodes with the specific grade levels that were in the episode. So those teachers might have shared it with their parents and it started to increase and the subscription started to increase. And then we uh, actually embedded a play on the front page of our blog, which is embedded on the front page of our school website. And I think that's where a lot of the plays come from. Uh, so that even if you're not savvy with podcast subscriptions or podcast players and you don't have Stitcher on your phone, you go to that website and you can play it right on your PC or your computer. And, and I think that that's what's happening with our school community. Well, let's take a look at that website that you're talking about here. You have created MMMUSDpodcast.com. Let me bring it up here. Now, you created this website in WordPress. Is this uh, self-hosted or is this WordPress.org or .com? How did you make this website? Uh, th I believe this is hosted with GoDaddy. Uh, I can't claim any credit for the website other than some work and, and help uh, – from our music teacher, Chris Arthur. He really led the, the charge on this. He's an amazing photographer and a designer, and he's very familiar with WordPress. Um, we worked together on what it, the layout would look like. We're working on updating it. We want to make it a little bit smoother. Um, and as we're starting out, we don't have a lot of content, so we're working on figuring out how we can do that and also establishing some extra uh, social media accounts that go with this podcast. I, I think you're doing a fantastic job here. I noticed that you put all your audio files in SoundCloud. Um, why did you choose SoundCloud? Is there a cost involved? Or what, what does it take to actually get a show from your school up onto yep. sites like iTunes and Stitcher and whatnot? So when we when, – that's a great question. When we first started this, the school podcast, we really stuck to SoundCloud uh, exclusively only because it's really easy to embed uh, the player. Yeah, that's really how it started. Um, and then from there, it became easy for us to upload directly to Stitcher, and uh, we're working on cleaning up our iTunes feed. So um, it was a good place to start, and it's pretty safe. But as many people know with schools, if you can do it with no budget, that's probably the best way to do it. Well, let me, let me piggyback on your word safe. I'm looking all around here, and you've got – young students' pictures on podcasts, on on websites. Uh, did you have to sell this to the parents first and get another uh, permission slip? Is this part of the acceptable use policy? Why do you have all these kids on, on your website? That's a great question. Uh, I think it's because we took a long time to establish that trust with our community. Uh, they know what we're doing with our social media accounts. We've been using them for a long time, even before we started podcasting. So the practice of kids' pictures being up there has always been in place. We do have an acceptable use policy all laid out for parents and families, and we are very, very careful and open with parents. Uh, often, if I do a piece, a particular piece, or a child's going to be on the front slideshow of the website or something, I'll call the parent and say, hey, I just want to check in with you, make sure this is okay, even though I already have their permission to do it, just because I want them to know. And 10 times out of 10, they're super proud to have their kid up there and to be a part of that. We avoid names. We don't put names. We don't put identifiable uh, pieces up there or anything like that. But uh, people have really responded strongly 
and positively to having their kids involved in something so great. And again, looking at your website here, here's our front page. We've got a really nice slider. We've got our, our, our episode here. But then you've also taken the, uh, the, the time here to put together a YouTube channel that I, I would really recommend anybody subscribing to. You've got two, two videos up here. They are short videos. They're fantastic. And then scrolling over here, we've got your – you've even set up a Google Plus page, which is amazing, which has had almost 4,000 views. Fantastic work. And then your Twitter account for this is at – M-M-M-U-S-D podcast, which, yep. I mean, the, the work on here, the tweets that you're putting out, I, I have to ask the silly question, are you proud of your school district, Mike? Yep, uh, and yes, I am. And what's great is being able to go around to these different schools and, and uh, record teachers. Two things happen. One, they say, what, what is a podcast and what, what's doing in there a little bit? Um, nervous about it at first, but then they, they really get into it and they feel like somebody's listening to them and really asking some deep questions about their pedagogy and their instruction, and they get charged by that. And what happened after their, our first Math Menu podcast is the people that were involved in that called me or emailed me afterwards and said, Mike, that is super awesome, and I, I feel like I've been recognized for my hard work. And I also learned something by hearing what those other teachers were saying. And that's what this is about, is being able to connect those pockets of innovation throughout all our schools. We're less than 10 miles apart in most cases. And sometimes we don't know that the teacher down the road is doing something so amazing that we can go learn from them. So you have your show. Are you still doing the elementary show in addition to the district show? Yes, I'm still doing both. I'm going to produce two episodes this weekend, one for the school and one for the MMMUSD podcast. Now, now, let me ask you about what you just said. You, the principal, are the one that's producing these, or is somebody doing the work for you? Come on, tell us. No, uh, I am producing most of them. I have uh, help from my music teacher, Chris Arthur. He also has a, a music podcast that he does. But we're working out a workflow for our new MMMUSD podcast. Mm -hmm. It's pretty tough because we're both working hard during the day to figure out how we can team and share. But we've got some great ideas. That's down the road. Uh, for the So far, I've produced the episodes. And, and how does this produce? I think when we were talking before the show started, you said you're using iPads or iPad apps. Right. So when I first started, I used GarageBand on the iPad. That's all I used. And um, with that, it's, you know, very clunky. You're using a stylus and moving when you have a lot of audio tracks. That's that's not a lot of fun. <laughs> so um, that's where we started. And then I got a, a, a little bit savvier and Chris helped me with some apps and some ideas. And I learned a lot more. And eventually we had some Mac minis that were donated to the school and we retooled those and got those up and running. So now I use a field recorder when I go into a classroom. Uh, and it gets really crisp, great audio. It was a very inexpensive device. Um, and then I bring that back and I dump it onto the Mac Mini and I produce in GarageBand and upload directly to SoundCloud. So can you give us a little bit of the of the podcasting budget? If, if a school is looking to get into podcasting, how much money should they, you know, again, we can sky's the limit, of course, on things, but what sure. is it actually costing you to do this podcast? And that I'm asking websites, equipment, microphones. Right. I think uh, you could, you can do a, a good quality podcast with an iPhone or an iPad. You can, I believe you can. If you, if you really good at the art of storytelling, 
and think about what you want your story to sound like, I think it can be done. Um, having said that, we bought a uh, Tascam field recorder for, I think it was less than $80. I, I, don't, I don't even think it was that much. And that's really all you need if you have access to GarageBand. Um, so if you don't, GarageBand would be a cost. Um, we also bought, we're moving up to the next levels for us. So we, we bought some cables and a mixer and a microphone. And, you know, I, I would say approximately three to $400, we were able to get some good quality equipment. Very, very nice. And it's really nice to see that it, it I, and I always ask the question, can you podcast for free? Yes. You can open yes. up your, your iPhone and the native voice recorder app is a great yeah. recording tool. For a couple bucks, you can get a microphone. For a couple more bucks, you can maybe get a mixer. Right. Are you seeing excitement from the students with this because they're on a podcast? Are you seeing students or, or even teachers wanting to create shows of their own outside of this? And, and what would you say if I'm a student and I came to you and said, how do I get my show on iTunes? I'm in fifth grade. Yeah, that's a great question. I'm starting to see uh, more kids aware of it. They're asking me all the time, are, are we going to be on this podcast? Um, what I see from teachers is that they're, they're listening more often. They're still a little hesitant about maybe doing a show or me coming in and recording, but uh, they are listening, and they think it's pretty awesome. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. I have lunch duty every, every day uh, with one grade level, and I was thinking, you know what? I should do a lunch duty podcast with these kids. I could do, we could set up a table with the mics and we could host a show each week. And um, I think that kids are really ready for stuff like this and they're excited to do it. Uh, everyone in my school always sees me with a camera and a microphone. So it's kind of become a joke that they're, they're ready to jump in. But with that comes a, a higher level of comfort for people and kids uh, to, to take a risk and try that stuff. When we had, when I had asked you earlier, Mike, about your audience, you said it was the community. As a principal who is in charge of a faculty, do you use podcasting, or have you considered using podcasting as a way to share your weekly announcements or maybe some of the things that are important? Do you leave your staff audio files rather than writing out long emails? I have thought about that many, many times. Uh, I've thought about the different ways to get information to everybody. It's just tough because I think you want to make sure there are some people that text is the best. They love to read text. They want it in paper. There's some people that email works really well. Some people Google Docs. Some people audio would be great. Um, you know, I, I think for those that commute, the audio would be awesome. Uh, that's what I do, and I, I listen to podcasts all the time. But it's, it's tough to figure out what's the most efficient way as an administrator to get that stuff out to your staff, but also what's the best for your staff. Um, and I don't know that, that podcasting would work really well for my staff for that, but what it's working really well for my staff is me sharing learning about some of the uh, uh, initiatives that we have going in our school district. So that Math Menu podcast, for example, that was a whole bunch of sharing about an expectation in our SU that teachers are implementing Math Menu. And here was my reflection experience going out and researching that for them. So it was another way of reaching them, but not quite the nuts and bolts of the weekly thing. Nice. It, it, it's, it's, it's great to see these new technologies and new mediums being used in ways that have never been used before. Let's take a look a little bit higher than the elementary level. 
has your superintendent ever been on one of your shows or would your superintendent be ever open to using a podcast to maybe talk to the community or to, you know, um, fireside chats, if you will, with the students? What do other administrators in your district think or have they tried this? Yep. That's a great question. So on our RESVT podcast, our superintendent's been featured three times uh, telling stories to uh, third graders, and they're, they're wild stories. He grew up in the Northeast Kingdom, uh, Vermont, and he tells all these stories. One's about a bear trap uh, that, that is infamous in our school community because it's just hilarious. Uh, so he's, he's done that. Um, and this week for our MMMUSD podcast, we're doing our first roundtable podcast on Tuesday, uh, where our assistant superintendent, um, Jen Batsajorns, is going to join us, as well as three teachers. And we're going to talk about some pretty uh, uh, hot questions around student learning, try and get some interesting conversation going. Mike, I want to yep. say thank you so much for coming on and taking the time. You are absolutely an inspiration to educators who are trying to get into this medium of podcasting with their students and being creative. Before I let you go, I have to ask you, what advice would you give somebody? Let's say that you're a principal or a superintendent trying to get their school district up onto iTunes or onto Stitcher. What advice would you give them? I would just say jump in and try it. You know, it, it feels like a risk and it's a little bit weird to hear your voice uh, on audio and, and all of that, but get over it. Just just jump and jump in and do it, and and you'll find some amazing learning for yourself through doing this. Talking here with Mike Barry, the principal of Richmond Elementary School. Mike, where can we get a hold of you, and how do we subscribe to this great podcast? So you can get a hold of me at Principal Barry on Twitter. Uh, that's probably the easiest way to do it. To visit our MMMUSD podcast, you would go to mmmusdpodcast.com. And uh, you can find our RESVT podcast on SoundCloud and Stitcher. Excellent. And we'll have all the links to these shows up in our show notes for educational podcasting today. This is episode number four. Mike, congratulations again and take care. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, sir. I want to say thank you one more time to Mike Barry for taking the time to join us on the show today and sharing not only one, but two of his great podcasts. Certainly hope you have a chance to check him out over at MMMUSDpodcast.com. Also, again, want to thank Dr. Greg Goins for writing in and calling into the show and asking some advice. Dr. Greg, if you have any other questions, please feel free to write us in. And if you're out there looking to create a, sc- a podcast for your school or classroom, certainly find us online on Twitter, at TeacherCast, or our brand new feed, Podcasting Today. Well, my friends, that wraps up this week's episode of Educational Podcasting Today. Don't forget to check out the Tech Educator Podcast live each and every week on TeacherCast.tv at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and all of our podcasts over at the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network can be heard on podcasting platforms such as iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube, MediaCore, and wherever you may find your educational podcasts today. There's, of course, several ways that you can connect with us here on TeacherCast. You can leave us a voicemail at teachercast.net slash voicemail. Email us at feedback at teachercast.net. Find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. And, of course, subscribe to this and all of our shows over at teachercast.net slash iTunes or teachercast.net slash YouTube. And lastly, I can't say thank you enough to everybody who has reached out and put in a good review for us over on iTunes and on YouTube. 
Thank you for allowing TeacherCast to be a part of your professional development, and I hope you take a moment to share TeacherCast with your PLN. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for making the time to make TeacherCast your home for professional development. Until next time, keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. National Podcast Day is September 30th, but what is National Podcast Day? It's pretty simple, and you can help spread the word. National Podcast Day is dedicated to promoting podcasting worldwide through public engagement. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved with National Podcast Day? It's easy. Head over to nationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. But ultimately, these options are endless. Remember, September 30th, nationalpodcastday.com. And let's start the conversation.